G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Welcome to On The Rock, God's unchanging word for changing times with Dr. Camille Majdali, Director of Teach All Nations, Melbourne, Australia. Dr. Camille lived and studied in the Middle East, served as a principal of a leading Bible college and now travels the world teaching God's word. He has an extraordinary knowledge of the Bible and a dynamic ability to make God's truth come alive in a real, practical way. This episode of On The Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead by hearing and doing the words of Jesus. Have you ever needed a letter of recommendation? Maybe to rent a flat, to get a job, to gain entry into a university? Well, what we're going to learn is that all of us are not only needing a letter, we are the letter. For our series is entitled Heartfelt and inspired, understanding 2 Corinthians, a verse-by-verse commentary. And what we're going to see here is that in this particular segment, we're going to understand that all of us are a letter, for better or for worse. And if we're in Christ, we are the one letter the whole world can read, even if they never pick up a Bible. So what we're having is this segment is dealing with 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. And in it, the Apostle Paul speaks about letters of commendation or recommendation or reference. Not only is it a modern practice, and can I say it's a needful modern practice. There's all kinds of people out there, and when we need to fill a position, it's important that the person we're interviewing is accurately described. Many people can put on a good front. I mean, they could get an Academy Award for the facade making, but we don't need facades. We need real people for real positions. One of the ways to turf out the wheat from the tares is letters of recommendation. Although even with those, you have to be careful because sometimes in writing, people will be a little more nuanced. They won't say exactly what they really think because they may get in trouble. But what happens is, and this is what I have done in the past, is I don't just get a letter of recommendation. I call the referee. On the phone, they're able to be more candid. And it is important that if we're going to get a picture of what a person's really like, we don't just go by their own advertisements. We go by the comments of others, people who know them well. And that's what the apostle is talking about here. He's basically saying, look, you Corinthians, do we need to commend ourselves, we the apostles, or like others, do we need letters of commendation to you or from you. And then he goes on to say this in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. You are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of the flesh, that is to say, of the heart. Remember again, friends, that people do not read the Bible. 
because many of them don't have a Bible or don't know the Bible or wouldn't even know where to begin. But they can read you. We are who are believers in Christ, born again and touched by the Holy Spirit. We are living epistles or living letters. We are read and known by everyone. It is so important that we not only talk the talk, but that we also walk the walk. Therefore, we don't want to be guilty of being a misprint. What people see in our lives should be a reflection of who Christ is, especially Christ of the Bible. But Paul goes on to speak of something even more exciting. He tells us that we by ourselves, though we are credible people with credible letters of reference, we are not competent or sufficient to think anything of ourselves. In other words, in the things of God alone, we are not competent. But our competence, our sufficiency comes from God. And then in verse 6 of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, he makes an astounding statement that we are made sufficient ministers of the new covenant, The we is all of us as believers. We are ministers, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Friends, it's time to take hold of God, your call, and the ministry he has for you. Now it's time to read the entire passage all at once. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. Very powerful, very wonderful. Again, 2 Corinthians 3, verses 1 to 6. Do we begin again to commend ourselves? Or need we, as some others, epistles of commendation to you or letters of commendation from you? Ye are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read of all men. For as much as ye are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. And such trust have we through Christ to Godward, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God, who also hath made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. Again, this is 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. We have just begun chapter 3, and the description of chapter 3 is simple. Theology of Ministry, part 1. The Old and New Covenants contrasted. That's chapter 3 of 2 Corinthians. Let me repeat that. It is about the theology of ministry, part 1. That means in the subsequent chapters, like 4, 5, and 6, we're going to get part 2, 3, and 4. The Old and the New Covenant contrasted. And this particular lesson, which is lesson 11 of Heartfelt and Inspired Understanding Second Corinthians, is entitled, Our Sufficiency is from God. I mean, that will make a great sermon, friends. Our sufficiency is from God. What I want to convey before anything else, God wants his people not to be spectators watching the race. He wants us to be on the field running the race. Just read the first few verses of Hebrews chapter 12. God has called us to a track, our track, nobody else's, and we are to focus on that track, on Jesus, and on the finish line. We are not to worry what people are doing on their own respective tracks. <laughs> That's not what it 
matters or where it's at. What matters is God has a track for you. God has a race for you. God wants you to look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He wants you to run and run hard that you may win. All of us are called of God for salvation. All of us are called of God to bear much fruit. And that fruit comes by serving God, whether it's in the home, the school, the marketplace, or in the church. It's all service of God. It's all valid. It's all wonderful. It's all glorious, and it will all be rewarded. All right, verse 1 of 2 Corinthians 3, letter of commendation. So do we begin again to commend ourselves, or, or do we need, as some others do, epistles of commendation to you or from you? It is a common and wise practice to get a letter of recommendation. I have said this before, but friends, I'd even go further. It's not just letters of recommendation if a person wants a job. It's actually a vitally good idea if you're going into a serious relationship to get to know the people that know the person you're getting close to. I'm not saying you have to get a letter of recommendation, but it is important to hear from family and friends of your intended what they're really like. I mean, you do it in a casual way and all that, and hopefully you don't have to make any effort at that at all because you will be mingling with such people. At least that's the intent. However, if your intended gives you a wonderful, wonderful uh, description of themselves, but you don't meet the family, you don't meet the friends, or maybe they don't have any friends, then you better be careful because many a person has been swept away with smooth words. Just read it in Proverbs 7. <laughs> the smooth words absolutely destroyed the young man who was void of understanding. We need to get to know the person better, either by getting to know the person, well, in addition to getting to know the person, you get to know people that know them, or in a professional capacity, you get letters of reference. But as I said earlier, it's a good idea with at least some of those letters of reference to give a phone call to the referee too, where you might find they're a little more candid and open than what they dare to be in writing. It wasn't just a practice of our day, but of antiquity too. So that's why Paul is asking the rhetorical question, do we have to commend ourselves again? Do we have to get letters of reference for you or from you? And the implied answer is, of course not. You don't need a letter written on parchment or paper or on stone for that matter. We are all living epistles. Verse 2 of chapter 3 makes that plain. It says, for you are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read by all men. All right, so people are the epistles. They are the letter and were written on hearts. First of all, when you have been ministering to someone and they are bearing fruit, their life is written on your heart. Their fruit is also written on their own heart. And our open hearts are known and read by everyone. Whether it's your child or it's a child of faith, when they turn out well, it's also not just a letter of commendation of them, but of those that help bring them to maturity, namely the parents and or the spiritual parents. It is really important that we understand that our lifestyles may be the only Bible people read, and we want to be an accurate reflection of that. 2 Corinthians 3, verse 3, this living epistles is explained. It tells us, you are clearly an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, 
but of the flesh, or that is, of the heart. So what is being said here? The Corinthian church is manifestly declared as an epistle or letter of Christ. In this case, a letter of commendation. They were ministered to by the apostles who will also be acknowledged and rewarded. Now, these living epistles, in this case, Corinthian believers, but by extension, all believers, we are written, or shall we say, written by the Spirit of God, the living God, and the tablet or paper is not something that's on a table. It's on fleshly tables of the heart. That's where the epistle is written. And it's not written with ink on tables of stone, but again, on the heart. So we as believers, past and present, as well as future, are living letters on two legs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4. We do have a little bit of change of emphasis here, but these next three verses are incredibly powerful. They have meant a lot to me virtually all of my Christian ministry life. That's 2 Corinthians 3, verses 4 to 6. And especially, they meant a lot to me when I understood, and it took a while for me to understand, that God was calling me to the ministry. I was as shocked as anyone that the living God would call me to ministry. Not that I was some inferior mortal. I just didn't see it coming. I thought that ministry was for certain types of people with a certain type of temperament, certain types of natural gifting, and certain types of background. And in my mind, I didn't qualify in any of those areas. I was truly a believer, and I loved God and wanted to please Him, but I just didn't think it would be in ministry, particularly full-time ministry. Of course, as I said earlier, and as I want to reiterate again and again, God is calling all believers to ministry. No, it may not be full-time. It may not be credentialed. It may not be recognized by the government with a title before your name, but it's still ministry because ministry means service, service of God and service of people. So let's take a look here at this ministry of which we are all called. It says in verse 4, and we have such trust through Christ towards God. What does that mean? This is a declaration of faith, a bold confession. We proclaim that we have great trust through Christ to God. And exactly what that trust is, is about to be revealed in the next couple of verses. So what is that trust? This is it. Not that we are competent or sufficient of ourselves to think of anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. This is really a powerful doctrine. We are not sufficient or competent in ourselves to think of anything being of ourselves. When it comes to the things of God, we are basically nothing and nobody. In the world, we may have some status, but remember, the world is a parking meter that's about to expire, <laughs> and there's no more renewal. In the things of God, which last forever, of ourselves, we are nothing, but we have confidence in God that we're going to be bearing much fruit for the simple reason that our sufficiency comes from God. In other words, God fills every pothole and straightens out every crooked way in our lives. He takes our weakness, turns it to strength, takes our poverty, turns it into riches, takes our sinfulness, and turns it into righteousness. This is 
the redemptive, sufficient power of God. And then our last verse for this lesson, 2 Corinthians 3, 6, God has made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. The all-sufficient God has made us able ministers of the New Testament, the New Covenant. Testament and covenant are the same thing. It means a binding agreement between two or more parties. When you keep the terms of the Testament, there is great gain. If you violate them, it can be disastrous. We minister Christ's New Covenant by the Holy Spirit and not by the letter of the law. The letter of the law kills, but the Spirit gives life to all. Now, when it says we are sufficient, the we or the us in this verse may be referring to the apostles initially, but ultimately the new covenant is meant to not only redeem people, but equip people to be fruit-bearing ministers of the Lord, be it marketplace, be it domestic, be it educational, or be it ecclesiastical in other words, in the church. So God makes us believers able ministers of the new covenant. And this is a wonderful legacy. Remember again, you're not called to be a spectator. You are called to be a participant. You're called to run the race. You're called to win the race in the mighty name of Jesus. So what is our lesson for life? Our lesson is called, our sufficiency is from God. And the lesson for life, you can be a competent, sufficient minister of Christ if you take hold of spirit-filled reality, the spirit-filled reality of the new covenant. Let me say that yet again. You can be a sufficient, competent minister of Christ if you will take hold of the spirit-filled reality of the new covenant. It's living, it's eternal, it's glorious, it's never fading away, it's unshakable. Remember to visit us at our Facebook page, Teach All Nations Education, and thank you, friends, for liking our page. Also, subscribe to our free monthly Issachar Teaching e-letter with articles on the Bible, Victorious Christian Living, and current events in the light of God's Word. You can sign up by going to our homepage. Let's pray. Father, thank you. We don't need letters of recommendation when we're living vibrant, victorious, fruit-bearing lives in Christ, known and read by all people. Teach us what it means to be competent ministers of the New Testament through the Holy Spirit and through the Word of God. In the name of Jesus, amen. Today's On The Rock was brought to you by Teach All Nations. If you would like more information about this ministry, to download podcasts, view our online store, attend special events, sign up for our teaching newsletter, make a donation to support this ministry, or to invite Dr. Camille to speak, log on to www.tan.org.au or write to us at Post Office Box 493, Mount Waverley 3149. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.